Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hmm. Do you know what I could really do with right now? A lovely bit of podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week I'm joined by a different guest to talk all about that bass. Um, I am the special guest this week uh, because I'm that special, okay? Get over it. Um, this week, uh, tis just I, we might be changing up uh the you know the way that this podcast works a little bit in the future or just get some more guests on etc because i'm sure they're all very very bored of just hearing me talking to myself in my silly little mandem um so each week i ask you guys to submit some questions uh and then we talk through them as well as the news uh listen to a different tone that i'm enjoying at the minute and then go on to our big base debate which is one of the the big questions of the week so to submit your questions head on over uh to my instagram at johnny dibble uh where you can look out on my stories uh to get that uh that cheeky old podcast uh submission post that's on there so yeah head on over there to avoid missing out little bit of admin up top my giveaway base is now up for grabs well i mean it's always been up for grabs but i have announced the final vid i've put out sorry I've put out the final video uh, on the giveaway base so you can see it in its final form. Uh, basically, you guys have been building it with me um, and deciding what happens to it. So I'm really excited about the final product. I think it's really cool. Uh, and one of you at home is going to win it uh, by commenting on the latest video or any of the videos in the giveaway playlist. So make sure you go and do that. September the 14th is when I will be doing the giveaway, okay? It's gonna be done via a live stream, not being given away in the comments uh, like some bloody bots have been doing. Ugh. You just put the hashtag giveaway in there and they just come clambering on over like, oh, we're gonna steal someone's money and identity and life. Um, so yeah, don't fall for that, please. Um, it's only gonna be announced during the live stream that I do on September the 14th. 9 p.m. British summertime. Okay, so make sure you go and enter that competition. And we're going to listen to that bass in a little bit. But first of all, let's go on to our first question. First question comes from Lucas uh, underscore four five three one underscore on Instagram, who says uh, Dark Glass or Sansamp? Greetings from Germany. Hi, Lucas. Greetings from the UK. Um, oh, this is always a subject that I am flip-flopping over. I go back and forth all the time. As my preferences and tastes 
that changes over time or I'll, or I'll hear one video of someone doing a dark glass pedal and I'll be like oh that sounds good in that context and then I get it and I'm like oh, I don't really want to use it really for that context but it sounded so good when they were using it but it's just not me um so my journey I've you know I'm a long term Sansamp lover. The Tech 21 Sansamp bass driver is just a timeless pedal and I absolutely love it. Um, I love that kind of clangy, scoopy, high mid scoop sound that you get from it. It's just a bit of me. Um, and but you know, I had I've had the standard one, then I sold it to get an MXR, I think it was, and I sold that to get a dark glass uh, B. I think that was the B7K I had then. Because I've had the B7K, the uh, the X Ultra, uh, the Vintage Ultra, and the Alpha Omega. Um, so at the minute, you know, my current, my setup until very recently has been the Vintage Ultra with the Alpha Omega, um, and both fantastic pedals. Um, but I just found I was just kind of using the Vintage Ultra as just like a bit of a just like a clean boost almost and I really really love the sound of the distortion of it um, when you're going into like my recording setup but not so much through an amp it was a bit too like grainy I thought a bit too too much top end um, a bit thin um, and I would just find myself going to the Alpha Omega for that so I kind of thought mm, what's the point on having this expensive pedal doing just that um, so recently I have sold Oh no, no, I haven't actually. It's still here. I haven't sold it yet. I've kind of, I'm kind of clinging onto it until I make my final decision. But when I got my new amp, my Laney's Digbeth setup, I was playing it and I was like, oh, do you know what? This is, this is great sounding. But a Sans amp through this would sound incredible. So I actually bought a Sans amp at the same time from the same person I bought the cab from. Uh, and so. I've got that and put it on the board and I have missed having a sans amp. I had the programmable one with the three switches before, which was handy, but I find with sans amps, obviously their whole thing is scooping mids and that is what I didn't really like about the two old ones. They it's got its sound it's sound, but there's less control. Whereas the version two one that's out now and the one that I've now got has a mid control and you can select the frequency as well. Um, so I think that's a super, super handy thing that makes the pedal way more versatile. And I've got pretty much everything set at noon. Uh, I think the the treble or presence is, is slightly higher, like one o'clock. Um, I tend to keep the drive fairly low and then just balance the level with that. And with the blend, I have that in the middle. Um, and oh, for me, dark glass are fantastic. Like they've got their sound though. And you've got to really buy into that sound. Like with the X Ultra, I was using that as a preamp and then distortion. And I just found that when you put the distortion on, it just kind of took over the wavelength and just completely changed the sound. It wasn't like transparent enough for me. So I was like, I don't I don't just want the dark glass sound. I want my bass to shine through underneath, which is what I've actually really enjoyed about the vintage. Um, I think that's definitely the most true, quote, true sounding pedal where it's your setup. You can kind of hear it the most. You kind of get less of that dark glass sound over the top of it. Um, it doesn't start sounding like a ding wall. <laughs> um, and yeah, I... 
and fantastic pedal i think it's really good and it's got the cab sim on it which is great because it's the version 2 um but for me i just every single time i just go back to sans amp and so for me i'm gonna have to say sans amp but at the minute i've got the sans amp um but also with the alpha omega in the chain as well on my pedal board so i've kind of got a bit of both at the minute but the alpha omega is it's just the standard one so it's just the distortion um it's not like you could have it as just a preamp without any drive but that's not really what this one's for the ultra is for that if you want to separate the clean and distorted tone but i really like having a clean glassy punchy clean tone and then be able to add distortion onto that and the sans amp is perfect for that so yeah that's my current setup so for me the answer sorry dark glass has got to be sans amp let's move on to the next segment It's time for the news. Can you imagine if like BBC News had its own theme tune like that and like all whilst that's going on, you know, like all the news anchors are like in conversation. They're like, <laughs> and then turn to look at the camera during it, like an 80s sitcom or something. Just pitching here. That I think that would be really good. Um, but, and even if it's like, here is the news. Here now is the news. Tonight, 10 people found dead. I mean, that's not funny in itself, but I just found that contrast <laughs> would be ridiculous. Maybe that's why they don't do it. In fact, that's definitely why they don't do it. Um, okay, moving on to the bass news. We can have we can have happy musical day with the bass news because, hey, all bass news is good news unless somebody's died. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting away with myself. Ernie Ball, Music Man, have announced some short scales. They've now got short scale Stingrays in production. Brand new for 2022. Um, this is exciting. I do really like a short scale. Um, I'm kind of on a Mustang hype at the minute with short scales. I really want one. Um, but yeah, it, this, this comes at an exciting time, I think. We saw, obviously, Sterling do short scales. We've had Tim, it's a couple of... Uh, artist models, the Joe Dart one and Tim Comerford have had short scale versions. Um, and these come in some really, really nice looking finishes too. We've got a purple one with a white pit guard and black hardware. Uh, all roasted maple necks as well, I believe, from looking at them. Um, and, you know, Danny Higgins, if you're listening, you know, if you're after a short scale, I think that's the one, bud. Um, then looking at over across oh man i've just noticed i've just remembered the one that i really liked i've just seen it in the picture and oh my god we've got a kind of standard looking sunburst one which yeah looks pretty cool looks really nice with the neck i think uh burnt ends sorry it's called Ooh, all right uh vincent blue oh pl oh my god the purple one's called plum crazy i love that uh candy man which is a red uh most of these are with maple necks. Oh, in fact, no, only two of them have maple necks, um, which is the sunbursty one and the star of the show, I think, which is Silver Shadow. Um, incredible. I l absolutely love a silver base now. Never used to. Now I do. Um, looks really cool. Black pit guard. Two band preamps on these, which, if I'm honest, I kind of prefer that. I... I don't know why with 
with stingrays like i really like the two band preamps as opposed to the three bands i can't explain it but i, I feel like i just like having less control at <laughs> my fingertips that's why i like a p bass so much less to go wrong um but yeah this is really cool i think that it's been a long time coming i expect these sterling short scales have done phenomenally well um and i think they still will continue to do well because these short scales are they're two thousand four hundred dollars wow oh hang on it's on their website it says oh yes limited to 25 worldwide flipping heck that is not a lot so sounds like these might be fairly exclusive um exciting none the least though i think uh short scales quite suit have like humbuckers especially an active one as well that will sound really plump and juicy a plumpy plum crazy nice um okay that's enough of that um next up it's harley benton our good friends at harley benton always doing good stuff they have just announced their a new pedal which is i think really exciting it's the harley benton double down 75 pounds this is it's a compressor and bass octave all in one you can either have the effects together or separately or you know you can there's a switch in the middle which allows you to go from a into b a or b or b to a this pedal sounds so unique i really like it so you've just got one big compressor knob and a volume and eq so just like a tone control for your compressor very nice nice and simple and then the exciting bit is the bass octave section we've got four knobs on here one for sub one for dry Ugh, perfect it would be awful without a dry blend uh, and then one for upper so the volume of your sub and the upper now the fourth knob is where it's most interest because you've got 11 presets on here an example of the presets is basically what octaves you want to be in there and there's loads of different options which is really really good for bass players i think so we can have it as plus one and minus one minus one and plus two minus one and minus two minus two and plus one minus two plus two but there are so many options on here you can have plus one plus two minus one minus two what <laughs> you just have so much in there um I, th I feel like a lot of those settings are going to be really useless um but then there are some in there which is exactly what you'd want out of a pedal like this the only thing that's a bit weird about it um, is that I can't see one that's just just minus one or just plus one or just you've got minus one and plus one but not the two together I need to do look into it a little bit more maybe oh I can see the other side now no there's, there's none of them just by themselves um I, I'm really looking forward to hearing this pedal because I want to see what kind of creations people do with it I'd love to check one out as well because I think it's potentially a really cool combination of different pedals um and yeah i i love a good octaver i love a good octaver so yeah good stuff harley benton i want to see more it's not just copying other pedals either it sounds like it's a quite a unique uh their own design so that i'm aware of anyway but yeah really cool i like it um moving on to the next bit which isn't isn't news at all it's just me okay this is just news from my front <laughs> um and that news uh, is that I am thinking about getting a new base, okay? And I need your help. I am stuck at the minute. I 
kind of said to myself, right, end of this year, I actually want to spend some money on a base. I want to get a nice base. Um, I want to spend over a thousand pounds on a base. I rarely do that. In fact, I've never done that before. Um, and I always said to myself, look, I, I, the only thing at the minute that it's in my collection, I'm like, ah, I feel like I, I do want to upgrade is my Stingray situation. I really want an American Stingray. I, I kind of don't want to go over 1500. I'd like to spend under that if possible. So a secondhand kind of mid noughties, maybe Stingray that I'd be after. Preferably two band in queue, maybe, maybe see what comes up. I'm mainly looking in the secondhand market. However, I had my sights set on uh, on a Stingray until I started thinking and doing some more research into Dingwall. Um, now I've I'm a love hater of Dingwall. I I think they're fantastic for what they do, and I know that they are super diverse bases, but. I couldn't get like a combustion myself like I, I don't know it doesn't, I don't the vibe it gives I, I don't know however however what I really really like is Thunderbirds and what I really like even more is the D-Rock <sighs> originally they did the D-Bird and now they've got the D-Rock the D-Rock standard is well within my price range that I'm looking at it's passive but it kind of gets that stingray sound when you've got the bridge and middle pickup no neck dive either i'm i'm really torn so this is news that i want to buy a base and i need your help okay comment down below what do you think i should go for should i go i'm looking at four string by the way should i go for a, an american stingray or get the dingwall d-rock i've kind of i've reached out to dingwall to be like hey can i review one and then see if i like it and want to buy it um so hopefully hopefully that would be really cool and we could do something together but if they don't then i'm still in the same situation so i'm not sure at the minute comment down below or send me a message on instagram let me know what do you think i should do a stingray is more timeless i feel like i'm less likely to go off a stingray but i don't know the d-rock is very exciting <laughs> let's move on to our next segment 
Um, it says, which is more versatile, a jazz or a PJ? Ooh, it can be tough. And I think this all comes down to what you class versatile as. The, the word gets thrown around a lot. And often, like, for instance, like a P bass isn't versatile in it in the sounds it can do but it's incredibly versatile in what genres it can fit into and what situations it fits because it just fits all situations um or most you know um or you can make it sound amazing in, in many situations anyway um so i think you kind of gotta ask yourself what do you mean by versatility i think a lot of basses can sound good in lots of different genres uh a p a jazz and a stingray can all sound good in loads of different genres i i think so i'm going to take versatile in this instance as um like different sounds you can get out of it i suppose um for me it's a pj pj is more versatile um i think that a jazz has a brilliant sound i love jazz basses um but i feel like a, if you had a jazz versus a pj particularly like a mix or something you're not going to tell that much difference that bridge pickup makes a hell of a difference i think so jazz or pj sound fairly similar maybe a bit growlier on a pj um but then you kind of almost sometimes uh get stingray-esque sounds by those uh two pickups with each other um so i feel like oh, I'm, I'm always torn because i do love a jazz but i feel like a pj i would just rather have however I don't think a PJ does a jazz sound, jazz bass sound better than a jazz bass because that's impossible. Um, so I think a jazz, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I'm fighting with myself here. Um, but if you were to take away the bridge pickup and solo that neck pickup or the middle pickup, um, the PJ is going to be more versatile because it sounds like it's just a P bass then. Whereas jazz pickups they it sounds p bass esque and it does you know people say oh it just sounds like a p bass then you know it it doesn't it doesn't though does it like it doesn't quite sound like it it doesn't quite have that mid-range growl that a p bass does it still sounds within that realm when you're getting closer but it's not quite there um so i would be inclined to say that a pj is more versatile in terms of different sounds you can get out of it be it one better than the other that's for you to decide but jazz bass you can get the jazz bass sound both of them you can get the bridge jazz pickup sound but in terms of the differences between all the pickups together and just them soloed i, I think a pj gets you more sounds and more 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 better sounds <laughs> you know do you know what i mean for me, I think it's a PJ. If you're stuck on a desert island, you'd probably want a PJ to kind of cover more, pun intended, bases. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with PJ. Thank you so much for the question. Let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
This is my favorite segment of the show. It is called That Tone You Own. This week, I alluded to it earlier, we are taking a listen to the giveaway bass. You can hear more from this bass in the video that I've just released on my YouTube channel, but I thought we'd do a bit more of a candid chat about the sound of this bass uh, and what it can do, etc. So you guys voted to have uh, Seymour Duncan Core Pounders in this bass. It's just a standard P bass, uh, so great choice, I think. They're timeless pickups that everybody's used to know and love so let's have a listen to it broken down a little bit first shall we so this is just going straight into the or through my pedal board and then into the line six hx stomp i've got everything disengaged on the pedal board at the minute and we will get into that in a moment uh, but this is just going into the uh, galleon kruger head and then the ampeg svt 8x10 seems to be my favorite setup at the minute so this is just it tone all the way on with a pick Pretty, pretty sweet already. Let's listen to that open E or D. Pretty good. Pretty standard. Uh, the, the strings are fairly new, but they're going out a little bit, so it's not as bright as it normally would be. Uh, let's take that tone to 50%. Uh, go to finger style. Pretty cool, with the tone all the way off. Pretty cool. Okay, so now a uh, reminder of it with the tone all the way on with a pick. Let's whack the sand amp in there too. Match made in heaven. I love a P bass and a sand amp. Pretty cool. Uh, now let's whack. Now this is a new pedal for me that you wouldn't have heard on this channel. That's uh, because I'm borrowing it at the minute. Uh, and it is the Pork and Pickle by Way Huge. This is the distortion circuit. Kind of a uh, clean blend, fairly up, clean tone up. Uh, yeah, kind of like 10 o'clock on the volume and the drive. Here we go. So what's cool about this pedal is that it can also, also do fuzz. Give us a second. Let's switch it over. Exactly the same settings, but on the fuzz section. Let's turn the drive up. Drive up, volume down a bit. 
back over to the overdrive. Yeah, I, I could just play with this, these settings on this pedal all day because it is a lot of fun. But yeah, there's just little tones that I'm enjoying at the minute. I really like this pedal. I think it's cool. Um, I'm currently shooting at it out between that and the Alpha Omega. So maybe we'll do a video on that. Maybe we won't. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's it. Make sure you enter this giveaway. I'll give all the details again at the end. Once again, thank you so much. Let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> Last question. This makes up the big base debate. We had so many good questions this week. Uh, really good ones. Um, so this one I thought was particularly timely though uh, with a competition I recently entered. And it got me thinking about this as well. And I've kind of spoken about it a little bit before, but I thought I'd reiterate it in this answer. Um, so uh, Chad on Instagram has asked, uh, if you get an endorsement from any bass manufacturer, who would it be? Um, Hello everyone, um, this is me from my garden speaking now instead of my microphone. Um, just realised that I've answered this question completely wrong. <laughs> um, endorsement, of course, is talking about um, when you get like cheap guitars or like them sent to you to use, you know, like I'm endorsed by Music Man or something like that. And that would be my answer for that. Um, probably Music Man to get a nice Stingray. Um, <laughs> I answered this question totally differently about like signature guitars. Um, so sorry, Chad. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, enjoy my answer. Anyway, back to the normal podcast. Goodbye. And, you know, I have a lot of things morally about why I choose certain companies. And, you know, I think just what my ethos is mainly what pulls into it so recently i um started thinking about this because i designed a bass to enter uh bite guitars to bite enter their competition that they're doing basically if you build your own custom guitar send them the design they send it to a panel of judges and they pick who the winner is now i did not win this competition and i probably didn't come close having looked at who the winner was and their bass you know, I was like, oh, that's way wackier than what I did. <laughs> so I kind of just did what I liked, which was uh, a maple neck, uh, perloid block inlays, black body, like a black perloid pit guard, white pickups, jazz bass, PJ configuration. Anyway, um, it's on my Instagram if you want to go and check out that bass that I designed, as well as all the runners up, if you like. Um, and that did get me thinking about what, you know, what would I do for my own custom base? But that's a topic for another day um, or a topic that we've already covered on here, but that's always changing. Um, anyway, in terms of manufacturer, who would it be? I think for me, it would have to be an, a manufacturer that, you know, obviously does good quality, but also affordability. It would break my heart to go and release like a Fender signature and then it costs like two grand for someone to buy. I just think, what, who is that for? Like, surely somebody, if they, like, 
Well, I guess if they really love that artist, but what are they? What's the point? What's the point in releasing it? Because who's gonna buy it? Okay, like some fanatics, but then really, don't you want it to be accessible? And that's the thing that I care a lot about. I want would want basically what we're getting on to is Squire. They used to do loads of artist models, and they sold like hotcakes. Um, and I remember an interview with Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy with his. Do you remember his classic P bass? It was the maple neck, black body, bright red uh, pit guard, and then like the the red like bat heart decal on it as well. In my opinion, pretty hideous looking, uh, but at the time I loved it. Loved it at the time. Uh, and and he said in an interview, he was like, "Well, when I started playing, like I couldn't afford anything, and like so I just wanted something that was you know." cheap and, and got me going and got me started and that's the kind of people he wanted to inspire and I just resonated with that so much and it's just something that I've completely carried forward in with YouTube and, and everything really that you don't need you know but I say this all the time that you don't need the most expensive gear to sound good or half decent you know a lot you can get go a long way with not a lot of money um in you know of course it all costs a lot of money but in terms of the scale of which you can of what you can spend on guitars uh so for me i would want something to kind of aim for that target audience i feel like it would just be totally wrong of me i'd be thinking like oh who am i i'd be a bit embarrassed i think to release something that's like thousands of pounds and you know power to the people that do it fine i'm not not criticizing them directly it's often it won't be their choice or whatever but I don't know. I, just, I I wouldn't feel right doing it myself. I would want something to be affordable. But of course, it's got to be good, and you've got to, it's got to be attractive, you know, because they've got to sell more in order to make up the the cost of it. And of course, you know, it's a potentially a bigger risk to do something at an affordable rate that you have to mass produce. Because then, if that doesn't sell, that is a lot of wasted stock and a lot of wasted stock to to store. Um, so I I can. I understand from a business point of view why it's not a brilliant decision, maybe, but there's plenty of artists out there now or that I'm sure that they could make some fantastic artist uh, models of. Anyway, uh, so power to Squire, bring them back. Come on, bring us back some artist models. Uh, but going back to what I would choose, so, you know, Squire would be a good one. Um, I would be worried about quality control though i'd perhaps be concerned that it you know i wouldn't want my name to be on a product that's going out although it's not my fault it's not the best quality i don't i don't want it to be a failure you know i want people to enjoy it and love it and get on with it that is the case with thousands of squires you know um but then with the select few can, can kind of give it a, a bad reputation and i've been on the receiving end of that when some squires i've had haven't been up to scratch and then some have been absolutely zero problems but is that quality control issue that might push me away from from putting my name on a signature base like that um then i'd leave to think about other brands that i enjoy that are affordable um and really two came to came to my came to my head uh harley benton being one i know they've done my artist models before so it's not out of the realm of possibility and i think they've got a fantastic reputation they are by far the best value guitars i think um maybe don't retain their value that's the only thing because of the brand um and what they are but 
and you know there's other there's other moral questions i suppose around um labor costs and how it's so cheap but what a lot of people don't realize is that you know it's so cheap because they cut out the middleman as well um but yeah anyway topic for another day perhaps but all of that aside um that would be a good one again super i'd be more confident about the quality weirdly um just in terms of consistency uh and the price would be even lower i feel like there's more you could do maybe i don't know it could be exciting um but for me i kind of landed on a bit of a middle ground uh but one that is maybe a bit more expensive or would be but wouldn't be impossibly expensive and that is schecter i i'm always flying the flag for schecter i think they're a fantastic company um and I think that they are really underrated and a lot of people are just like, yep, they're just metal. Um, but they're not. They do like kind of retro looking guitars as well. And that's the ones that I really like. Uh, and I really love all of the takes that they do on the traditional basses. Like a semi-hollow, their semi-hollow is amazing, I think. Or it looks amazing. It's like their take on the Jack Cassidy. Um, I think that the, the, the P basses that they do are phenomenal. Uh, CC's um, exotic Schecter, the four string. Oh, that, that thing's awesome. Uh, and the Model T that I've got, um, it's the second one I've owned now and it's still just as good as I remember. Really fantastic basses. So Schecter, I think, just had that gleaming bit of quality there that I think is really underrated. And I'd love to stand behind a brand like that because those who know, know you know uh so i know that they can do the modern stuff really good i know they can do the vintage style stuff really good i would go for like a modern playing and feeling vintage aesthetic and sounding bass um i think that's where i kind of sit the most um i love the looks of older ones and probably the sound a bit more especially if it's more stripped back and not like active electronics um so that's a that's a bit more me uh, but then with modern playability, so a nice, uh, you know, satin neck that is fast to play and set up well, you know, that kind of thing is, is more my cup of tea. So I think Schecter would be my answer for this or where I would go to. There are other brands like Sterling. Of course, they don't, I know they do um, guitar, uh, ones for guitar players uh, and Sire as well. I know they don't do any artist models really, but um both all, all, all fantastic and good runners up i think sire i don't think i would go to um just because well, i don't really know <laughs> uh, i think the headstock would put a lot of people off and it doesn't really bother me that much but i would rather something that doesn't uh alienate a lot of people from the get-go i don't know um i'm quite a bit of a people pleaser like that see um but anyway yeah i think finally my answer would be Schecter just because of their versatility and their track record and it's just a really cool company so that is my answer and that is the end of this week's podcast like I said there might be some changes coming up um we are going to be doing more guests more regular uh guests as well um people coming back etc so yeah keep your eyes out this podcast isn't going nowhere because I enjoy it too much, and I hope you do too. If you do enjoy it, don't forget to, uh, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, uh, leave a comment down below, or give this video a like and subscribe, of course. Um, and of course, give it a five-star uh, rating in your app, listening app of choice, like Spotify, Apple Music, 
Apple Podcasts, whatever the bloody hell it's called. Um, leave us a five-star review. Uh, let me know what you think. Reach out on Instagram. Share it on Instagram. All that good stuff. Share it with your mates. Share it with your guitar friends. Um, we sometimes talk about guitar stuff. It crosses over. You know, we can be friends. Um, so share it with them uh, and let me know what they say. If they tell you to bugger off, then let me know and I'll, I'll go and talk to them about it. No, probably not. Um, don't forget to go and enter the competition if you want to win the bass that you heard earlier in this podcast. Um, it's a great opportunity. It is shipping worldwide as well. Um, so make sure that you go and leave a comment on a video in that playlist to enter. The winner will be announced during my live stream on the 14th of September. Um, I can't wait to give that thing away. Um, not because I want it to go. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But because it's, it feels like it's been going on for ages and I'm just like, oh, I just want someone to have it and enjoy it and, and put it to good use, you know? I've got too many here. I've got too many. You need it. You need it. I'm talking to you, okay? You need it. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.